in a world where a millennial and a non-millennial make a podcast. Live from the Thailand studios in beautiful downtown North Hollywood, it's the Me and Marcus Show. Well, hello there. Hello, podsters and podettes. Podmasters. Podmaster General. Podmaster Flex. Ready to make you swab the deck. Hey, happy Sunday, folks. Yeah, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, what, the 14th? 15th. What is, what is today? Sunday the 15th, Sunday the 15th of 15th. April. Happy National McDonald's Day. Ew. What? <laughs> who came up with... I mean, that I, I understand because it's unfortunately... McDonald's has left a shit stain on the fabric of America that we'll never be able to bleach out. Yeah. How'd you like that one? That was very wordy. That was unrehearsed, <laughs> by the way. Touche. <laughs> what um, he said. McDonald's is gross. Okay, yes, the fry. of All of it tastes good. I grew up eating McDonald's. Yeah. Not grew up. We got treated to McDonald's once in a while, but the meat was all from a, one cow. You know. Have Mc- you seen the videos of how they made their chicken nuggets? Yeah, it's, it's like gross. pink goo. It looks like fucking silly putty. Fucking nasty. Coming out. Like literal silly putty. And not only that, I saw that movie about McDonald's, about Ray Kroc. Oh, Super Size Me? No. Oh. That's a documentary. But that <laughs> fucking that gross. Was only a month, too. and that's what happened to him? Only a month, 30 days of eating McDonald's. You get addicted. You get extremely addicted. He so was in fuck bad happy shape. McDonald's Day that causes. He was in bad shape. Here's dude. what I love. They had what's going cool. Yo, he was in horrible shape. Here, here's the hilarious thing about the corporate McDeath Burger. <laughs> is um, that's actually an McDeath? M- that's an MDC song. But MDC so old. I'm not even going to tell you who that is. Mm. Uh, millions of dead cops. Millions of dead cows. MDC means a lot. Um, but really quickly, well, it doesn't have to be that quickly. So they started the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. It was for kids that had cancer and all yeah. these debilitating diseases and early onset right. um, diabetes. McDonald's, you created that. But you started the house for the kids that got that. But you fucking contribute to that. So that's my problem with McDonald's. There's never been a healthy. Are you okay? No, I'm pissed off about McDonald's. I'm, I'm not happy about McDonald's. Well, you know what? I'm not happy for about happy... how they push it into each community and they target different groups and races and, and they're just gross. They're Listen, gross. This is what I have to say about it. For National McDonald's Day, go eat McDonald's in Canada because it's actual food. Remember we talked about that on Nicholas's episode. In Canada, the McDonald's was actually food. I don't know what that means because I know that it's greasy, salty, cholesterol, sugar-based food. So if they don't use any of those things in Canada, then yes, eat at McDonald's. I don't know. Canada has like better food. That's for sure. Better food? Yeah. Fast food. Like all food. Like the food tastes different there. Whether it's Mm. fast food or just like food that you get at the grocery store. Interesting. It's like completely different food, I feel. Well, they don't use a bunch of GMOs and stuff up there either, right? I don't don't believe so. I mean, I I would... I I want to research the difference between Canadian McDonald's and American McDonald's. I want to do a full study on this and I'll get back to you in two weeks. All right, give me your report. (laughs) I want to see it. All right, so happy National McDonald's Day. Thank you for my rant. happy National That Sucks Day. That, I'm going to back that one. Yeah, that's. I have a, a list as long as my arm about that sucks, but we only have a couple of minutes, so. Yeah, and also happy. What's national... the number one thing that that you can think of that that sucks for that sucks day? I'm actually going to be getting to it um, in five minutes. It's to, it's on my list of things minutes? to. Eh, three three minutes. We'll do it. We'll do it after. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. Uh, national Good Deeds Day as well. Okay, yeah. that's oh that wait these are all in one day. Yeah, these are all today. These are all today. Yeah. Now back to that sucks. Coachella, that sucks. Did it suck? I don't know. Like I'm happy to not be anywhere near it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm (laughs) I'm old. I've been to every, not every, I've been to four or five different Lollapaloozas. I've been to Warp Tours. I've seen amazing shows. I'm too old to go roll around in the dusty, dusty, hot desert with a lot of patchouli, whatever they use. Mm. Glow sticks. I don't know what's going on anymore. I've been out of that mix. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet Queen B blew it up. I bet Beyonce blew that shit up. Oh, she brought it was Destiny's on YouTube. Child with her. Wow. So they had a little reunion. Beautiful up women. Up on stage. Amazing women. Also, Justin Bieber punched a guy in the face and threw him against a wall. 
at Coachella at a Coachella party. Wow. Yesterday. Really? Must yeah. have been a very small guy. Well, after the man grabbed a woman by the throat, Justin Bieber punched him in That's the right. face and That's threw him against do. a wall. Good. I'm glad he stepped up There's to a lot some of news asshole about him lately. that grabbed I think I'm starting to gain some respect. Actually, you know, I got a little respect for him when I saw him. They did a roast of Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. I remember that roast. And he, really, he yeah. picked apart everybody that roasted him. He actually did it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, but I like that he, he defended a woman's honor. Yeah. And punched a guy and threw him up against the wall. That's what you should do. That was a good roast. If somebody's putting their hands on a woman, you should jump in and beat somebody with an inch of their life. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to sit and watch. Don't a woman. be out here threatening and touching girls. Of course, you might get your ass kicked by the woman Listen, if you step in and beat up the man who's beating the woman, but take the risk anyway. If girls want to get Weinstein, they would just go see him personally. All right. Ugh. Where? At the sex rehab he's at? Probably. Is he with Dr. Drew? <laughs> I don't know, but he said that he was healed after three days of being Jesus. there. Jesus. Anyways, Starbucks uh, may be racist, apparently. Uh, not maybe. Um, that, that particular Starbucks and what their actions were proves racism on every level. So if anyone doesn't know, this is what happened. Uh, the police were called because two men were sitting in the Starbucks but hadn't ordered anything. And in reality, they were waiting for a friend to show up. And the friend did show up after they were being taken out in handcuffs for doing nothing. Oh, wow. So now people are protesting and boycotting Starbucks. Good. And had I known about this sooner, I would have rethought drinking an ice caramel macchiato yesterday. Well, <laughs> I'm going to throw away any Starbucks that's around here, so... You you better go do whatever you need I'm, to do. I'm, uh, that's... Yeah, you know, these guys the were coffee. real estate... Bro- it doesn't matter what they did for a living. I don't give a shit if they were real estate brokers. I, By the way, I don't even care if they went in there with their fucking pants sagging and wearing gangster wear. They weren't fucking doing anything. Yeah. If those were two white dudes dressed the same way, I'm sorry, this is bullshit, man. Yeah, This I mean, shit needs to be called out. It's odd. It's odd for sure. But like a manager, like, are you that freaked out that you can't even go up? If you want to question them, go up to their face. Hey, can I help you with something? Right. No, we're waiting for a friend. Okay, no problem. Great. Yeah. <sighs> you know, why don't absurd. we confront your racism, whatever your racism looks like, and talk to the person that you're racist against? Yeah. Because they will probably appreciate you more than being a punk-ass motherfucker going behind the counter and calling the police based on your ignorance and fear. Oh, fuck. Boom! Yep, there he goes. I've already, I already had my issue with Starbucks earlier this week, and then this happens. You want to fucking know what happened to me this week? <laughs> oh, no. Someone... Okay, so I got an email... Um, from my bank or like I got, yeah, I got an email notification from my bank saying that, um, there's two separate charges from Starbucks for $21 each. I was like, uh, I haven't been to Starbucks in fucking weeks. You know what I mean? Uh, and your macchiato was 17 shots. Don't even cost $21. No way. There's two different charges for $21. Wow. And it was like an auto reload or something. So I went in and checked my app. I'm like, did it, the fucking auto reload on its own. Not, nothing's on my gold card. So okay. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I call the bank and like uh, file a claim for like fraudulent activity, right? We've and got to take a picture with Kira. No. Fraudulent Sorry. activity. And, and now, um, then I had to call Starbucks corporate, which took for fucking ever to get to like the right place and the right person to talk to. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we see these charges. Um, we're going to just credit the money back to your account. Go ahead and change your password on your Starbucks account, blah, 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 blah. I did all that. They, the money's not there. $42 to Starbucks that I didn't fucking use. You know what I mean? So it's like now huh. I, had, I had to change my bank card. Now I'm waiting on a new fucking, like my account's frozen. For, from the By fraudulent. The way, do you know th- what I heard? What? That employees at Starbucks reload cards and take the money out of the register. No fucking that way. That was a thing that was happening at a Starbucks when? over in Eagle Rock. This happened a couple of years ago, somebody was telling me. No fucking way. Apparently, they figure out ways to reload your car and some card, and somehow that ends up crediting the in and out of the register. Did so that just if happen I take something out week? of your card, I can, or if I take something out of your card, I can take the money out of the register, and it's the same thing. It's a switch. Because you paid. This is fucking absurd. If that happened to me this week, I'm going to be fucking pissed. So you're talking about almost forty, $45? $42. Wow. $42, and it's still not back in my account. I don't know what the fuck she was saying I know about every, crediting it back. 
Yeah, it's bullshit. So now my account's frozen because go of to fraudulent the activity. I, I don't know which Starbucks it was. Oh it was just an God. auto reload from God knows wherever. Some wow. place in Washington, maybe? I don't know. Scandalous. It's, um, Scandalous. So that's, I'm waiting on a new fucking card now. So that's annoying. So you can pretty much not go to Starbucks anymore mm. at this point. I'm... I'm definitely okay with never going to Starbucks Good again. For you. I'm like, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? You know and what? then fuck like that Starbucks. shit happens yesterday. I'm like, oh fuck. By the way, you know? they have signs in there that tell you that they use chemicals known in the state of California to cause cancer. They put those signs all over Starbucks. In their coffee or just like in general? In all in general, everything? In general, which means they're probably using GMOs. The Fucking coffee, foul. The coffee's not organic. So when you have non-organic coffee, there's pesticides in there, and those pesticides cause cancer. Look, it, it's up to you. Go drink Starbucks it's like, what can want. we have anymore? But how much more information do I have to give you? We have to give you about Starbucks to tell them to go fuck off. Ugh. So if anyone else cares, uh, Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's my, that's my favorite basketball team, by the way. Yeah, that's where you're from. Uh, cheated on Khloe Kardashian. And she also gave birth this week. Yeah, I know all so, about uh, it. So now she's I have trying to like family members that work for the Kardashians. I can't mention their names. Now she's yeah. trying to um, like take sole custody of the baby, and uh, so that's a thing. Didn't she somebody else cheat on her? No. Oh, that's uh, somebody else. No, but what her. happened was like Tristan Thompson has a another baby mom. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And so when she was about to give birth, he cheated on her with Khloe Kardashian. Wow. And then he fucking just displayed this same exact pattern when yeah. she was about to give birth. She, he's, he's probably a sex he cheated addict. on her with, with multiple women. Yeah. And the he's news just came addict. out. This the news just came out earlier this week and she's like fucking done with him, you know what I mean? Right. She was even debating on whether she wanted him to be in the delivery room or not. Wow. For their daughter. Wow. But now she's trying to stay take uh, sole custody. I don't know. I am upset. Like that sucks for her. That's that's yeah, it's horrible. Right? But that's also like playoff seasons, you know what I mean? So like fucking get your head in the fucking game and let's get back to the finals and fucking Steph Curry is I a loved, bitch. I love how you look at that from a Steph from a Curry fan's is point of a view. bitch and I don't want to lose again. You're like fuck all that domestic shit. You better get my team winning. Fucking get your head in the game, TT, cuz I'm not trying to that's fucking great. not go to the finals. That's great. You know, men are just fucking scumbags sometimes. That's all. My dad cheated, had a kid, but it's just all, it just goes on and on. You know what? Cheating is horrible. It's bad. It's bad. If you're cheating on a wife, it's horrible. Absolutely. You're cheating on your husband, even. Well, if you're cheating in general, of course. I'm just talking from my adultery. Yeah, women cheat too, of course. When men, women, whoever, but like, it's a sore subject. I think it goes deep. I think there's sex addiction. I think there's compulsive behaviors that need to be treated. And if you're young, how old is this guy? Um, probably like early 30s, I'd say. Early 30s. He's been playing a long time. He's yeah. probably got a gang of money. He's probably used money as some sort of identifying factor in his life. I mean, and like, he has don't a lot of untreated do, issues. Though? Not all, but yeah, a lot of a them lot do. Of the a lot of men athletes do. like get money and then go bankrupt a, lot of a men year do. later. I'm not going to, yeah, you know what? <sighs> I'm not going to just say that. I know a ton of stockbrokers that have done that. I know a bunch of guys in the film industry actors in front of the camera, behind the camera that have made a certain amount of money and they just have this cavalier attitude about having sex and cheating. It's awful. And it's ego. And that's what happens when you build your ego based on money. You're a shallow piece of shit who cheats on people. However, LeBron, (laughs) I believe, is an exception. He fucking plays hard. He works hard. He has a wife. He has kids. And there's no scandals. He's just a fucking family basketball playing man. Yeah. You maybe he I mean? just had a different moral compass he and is just a had leader. a different he doesn't have some of the issues. I think people just have underlying issues and they act out, whether it's drugs or sex or overeating or compulsive shopping or gambling. I mean pick one, right? Yeah. So moral of the story, that sucks. But it sucks for you as a uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fucking fan. get your head in the game, TT. Let's get in them finals. I love that you're a basketball fan. That's kind of cool. Dude, it's rare to see women sports fans. If I have to see the fans. fucking Warriors fucking win the finals again, yeah. and then Steph Curry and his bitch ass leaving the stadium because he fouls out and doesn't stay on the fucking bench to support his team, he just walks out like a fucking toddler. You know, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That's definitely bad sportsmanship. And just stay in the game and be there for the rest of your team. You're right. You're right. Oh, Roy the other day was like, well, I guess, I don't know what he was watching, but maybe it was like some You guys kind watch sports of like, together? 
No, but he was watching something on his phone about Steph Curry, and he's like, man, this guy's kind of cool. I was like, what did you just say? It's <laughs> great. What did you just say? That's hilarious. No, he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're that into oh, sports. Oh, God, I That's can't great. stand him. We have an awesome guest today. You have talent. Yes, we do. She's amazing. I've known her for years. Introduce her. Okay, today we have an award-winning filmmaker, Kierda Baruth. Did yes. I say that right? Yes, I'm gonna, amazing. I'm gonna start it all over. <laughs> <laughs> Did people get that wrong, huh? Nobody. It says looks it pretty right. obvious to me. It's like Ba and Ruth. Baruth. <laughs> Baruth. Today we have award-winning filmmaker Kierda Baruth. Bob. See, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'm too Baruth. nervous. <laughs> Kierda Baruth. Baruth. Yeah. Baruth. She's known for her documentary, Bob and the Monster, that premiered at South by Southwest in 2011. So That's mm-hmm. awesome. Really good. She also directed and produced shows for Google, DreamWorks. I can speak today. Damn, I speak English, I swear. Jesus. I swear I speak English. I'm fucking English. with you. Go Google, ahead. DreamWorks, CBS, NBC slash Universal, Discovery Channel, E, Fox, the WB, MTV as well. Oh, you worked on Saturday Night Live. I did. That's tight. Huge. Welcome. Thank you. That was a Thanks big deal. I'm me. so sorry for butchering your intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, butchering. Okay. <laughs> you butchered butcher. Did I say bitch? You goddamn butchering, butchering You just bitch. invented I'm a new a word. <laughs> I butcher that shit. I am a mess. You're not a mess. Welcome. She, by the way, Thank she's you. amazing. This yeah, is a, I can tell. This is not some millennial slacker. This is a straight up millennial <laughs> hustler. She's got like the metal coffee shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Right. From Target, can you believe it? <laughs> wow, Target has it going on. Shout out to Target. They Shout had some Breaking out. Bad shirts there, I noticed at Seriously? one point. Yeah, it's like a really weird mix of stuff there. We're yeah. watching that now. We're in season two. Roy's never seen it. So. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen every so every sing, single season twice it, already, so I'm on my third oh, now. Oh, you're down with ride. that. It's a yeah. fun it's so good. ride. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that Thank show. God I wasn't a crystal meth smoker, because I don't know <laughs> if I could handle watching that. It's very that. graphic. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. It's oh. pretty graphic, and it's just going to get more graphic is it season two with the bathtub mm-hmm. oh that was season one that was season one. Oh, that was right at the yeah, beginning right? That's yeah. Right. The yeah, yeah good stuff, Ooh, good yeah. stuff. you gotta yeah. do it in plastic it folks through the ceiling. It, fell through right. the ceiling. it won't eat through the plastic tub <laughs> right it's basic <laughs> chemistry that's right know this i did terrible in chemistry um i learned a little bit enough to rock up coke so that was oh, good nice. Nice. Yeah, I was a math person myself. I think I showed up for that one. Mm. So, you have something going on this week. Do you want to talk about yes. that now? God, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. It's called it's called Homeward LA. Nice. And, um, it's a an organization. It's a nonprofit that um, the proceeds are going to benefit the Midnight Mission. Mm. So great. Down on Skid Row. Which Clancy been, started right originally? Was that Clancy's thing or? I don't think so. Oh, okay. This I, is a different or, situation. Yeah. No, the Midnight Mission was started by a preacher in 1914. Oh. Okay. And um, he loved to talk. And mm-hmm. he would invite people to come and listen to his sermons and nice. would promise to feed them at the end of it. And um, he liked to wow. talk a lot. <laughs> so the joke was that nobody got to eat until midnight. Oh. And so wow. like <laughs> Thank you. That's the history of that. Yeah. Wow. Isn't wow. that great? Wow, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, they became the Midnight Mission. And um, now they currently serve over a million, years, a million meals a year. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I mean, what's the special? Is it like steak, chicken? No, see, I haven't you, eaten yet, so I'm like, special? I hear food. I'm like, ooh. Well, you know, it's really well, on the menu. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you asked that, though, because I, th- I think that you know the understanding of homeless people is that you know that they don't have dietary needs. Yeah, it's true. And so um, there are many vegan, vegetarian people that are experiencing homelessness, and the, the Midnight Mission is really conscious of that. And they nice. They, wow. Yes, they feed vegetarians. They feed vegan. They feed meat eaters, and wow. they're a really compassionate group of people. That's, That's really, important. Yeah. Well, no, especially if people have yeah. food allergies, for sure, or religious concerns. What for? One of them could be reason, allergic to gluten. It's okay if yeah. people, if homeless people it's are like vegan. You're not or, allowed to have food restrictions once you lose your home, right? Like, well, just wow. Eat it. No, they, yeah. yeah, they're really conscious of that. So this is called Homeward LA, and um, it was it's the brainchild of Jason Lesner, who started working on it about 18 months ago. And um, he's finally put it together, and it is a celebration and a comeuppance and a coming coming together of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and he really had the idea that 
you know, Los Angeles is filled with a lot of talented people, and we are in the middle of a massive crisis. Mm. So I think 130,000 is the number now for homeless of homeless in the greater Los oh Angeles my God. area. 58,000. Yeah. 58,000. 58,000. Okay. But it's jumped 75 percent in four years. Wow. So it was we were at 32,000 a couple of years ago, and now it's 58,000, including wow. Glendale, Pasadena. So wow. I think the number I just threw is probably nation or uh, California. It's, it in might general, be. yeah. I or think it's or it could even be nationwide because right. Los Angeles is a gigantic part of that. It's the worst in the country. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can, yeah. I can, I can believe that for yeah. sure. I'm What's sure the, you see encampments all over. Uh, yeah, oh, for, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There is, um, there is one near my old job, and so I would walk from the parking lot to the office every day, and there was this man. And so, okay, backstory: a new Goodwill just opened up on the corner of mm-hmm. my of my old job, and every day he would have something else on the sidewalk where he stayed, right? And so, like, this is kind of horrible. We called him the homeless hoarder because, like, he just kept getting stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff until, like, the whole sidewalk was blocked. That's super prevalent, too. I think it's because there's probably such a feeling of insecurity of just being on the street that maybe it's about surrounding yourself with stuff, right? It's literally, like, a a, a literal metaphor. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, the insecurity, I've been homeless. It's really a nightmare and frightening and... I can't even imagine having to go through that again. And it's just really dangerous. I'm yeah. sure, especially, obviously, for women and for children. So oh, I can, I can imagine that. So, yeah, so Homeward LA started uh, April 13th, and it, it runs through April 22nd. And currently there's 26 productions mm. of directors, producers, actors, stage crew, wow. people that have come together to perform to, to perform the stories of 12 people who have experienced homelessness and been helped by the Midnight Mission. Wow. wow. So I've met nine of these people, and they are wonderful. I, I'm just, they're friends. I consider them friends now. Greg, Temple, George, Trevor, Larry. Yeah. Larry, who I haven't met yet. But um, but Temple, I, I mean, I, Jason's idea was that, you know, I think it really, I think storytelling is a, is a I think Roger Ebert called it an empathy machine, but but basically, like it evokes empathy in us, mm-hmm. and I think if we know nice. the stories of people, that it can pull that out in us. And I think that empathy is something that puts us into action. And so, we're not going to get out of this crisis without the community. No, help. absolutely to, not. Yeah. I have a quote that I always remember because it's tattooed on my back. Um, it's called "The moment we stop fighting for each other is the moment we lose our humanity." Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah. truth. Yeah, That's I wish beautiful. I could see it more often. Yeah, but. Say, how do you <laughs> remember it? Put on her it? back. It's an upper mid back. Because she didn't want to be too guilty and right. shame-based when she had to look at it every day right. and wasn't pulling it off. Exactly. She wanted to have a little bit more control. It's back there, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? That's really funny, by the way. Um, I was going to say something about storytelling because yeah. it's really, you know, storytelling is obviously the oldest yeah. way of communicating, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what connected villages... Like villages would come together in the evening and the elders would tell stories. Mm-hmm. And there was a feeling, not only of connection, but of legacy. Yeah. And like wanting to be that elder that succeeded in the village and was able to tell these stories and be the be the connector. And that's, I think, the importance of what we're doing here, what you're doing. Yeah. Because you yeah. need to hear what the fuck's going on with these these people. It's not always about drugs and mental illness but of course that's a huge part of it right it's about like 2008 and what happened and gentrification on a level that literally pushed people out yeah so yeah it's a storytelling is such a yeah that's true. awesome pastime you know like you, you go camping as a kid and you sit around the campfire and you tell stories absolutely touring styling what did i just say you don't get Tori's to telling. words Tori telling Tori's is so we're doing important. tongue twisters before we start the next one that's awesome so it's a live production yeah, so my I'm producing two of the shows that are directed by Kate Jobson from Circle X Theater, and she's doing a wonderful job with the interpretation, and so it's a series of 12 monologues, and uh, our performances are April 17th and uh, April 17th and 18th. And um, yeah, everybody, every producer and director has their own interpretation of these 12 monologues, and um, uh-huh. I went to a preview show of it. It was really, really beautiful to see some of these people. We're calling them the storytellers. Mm. <clears throat> Um, so some of the storytellers were there watching their stories be performed back to them. And, I bet that's uh, emotional. For some, it w- oh, one Diane, who's one of our storytellers, had to get up and leave. She was really? so yeah, she was really. It was a little overwhelming for her. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
but a beautiful thing. I mean, I, just to see that, to see them feel the hope that the community cares about them and yeah. that there's at least some sort of action and Absolutely. some sort of sense of uh, yeah. neighbors. It's really important. Wow. I mean, That's I, really. Yeah, it seems like a very. She started crying. That yeah, must have been heavy. Crying. Somebody else telling your story is pretty. I'm sure so heavy on that level that right. they are concerned enough to broadcast it like that. Yeah. Right. When is this happening? Sweet. Yeah. So it started on April 13th. There's mm-hmm. there's performances happening all from Venice to Pasadena, wow. and um, you can go to homewardla.com and find one near you. Um, minor in Pasadena through Universalist Church, and um, you know you brought up. That it's not always mental, uh, mental disease and right, addiction, right. and you know it isn't. And it's so interesting to hear some of these stories. There's a woman, one of the storytellers, Temple, who was managing a building in Hollywood, and so her her living situation was tied to her job, and she three of her fingers were broken. And um, through a series of like work, workman's comp and whatever, she lost her job. Wow. Oh. And so she lost her living accommodations. And she, when you don't have a family, if your parents are gone mm-hmm. and you're in your right. 40s and you have very little network, yeah. it, I think it's surprising to people how quickly that can happen yeah. in those stages. So Absolutely. I mean, I think the important thing is to get people off the street as quickly as you can when they get on the street because then they'll, right. you know, having that experience takes you to it does affect you and it'll, it'll, it can change who you Absolutely. are really quickly and yeah. then become, yeah. Not to and mention a finding new... a place to live is so difficult and expensive. Yeah. Just to get an apartment lease, it's going to be like seven grand because the first month, last month, deposit. Yeah. It's like, what the, yeah. who can afford this? I mean, we have what really if you good. you your ID right? And you don't have a job? Oh, yeah. It's insane. Right. You're invisible. Yeah. yeah, we have rent control or else it'd be really heavy work. And there's still helicopters and shootings and everything where we are, but it's, you know, Glassell yeah. Park, that little pocket, Drew Street, yeah. and the avenues and all that. Yeah, so, I'm on Avenue 45 in Mount Washington. So. It's pretty good, though. Yeah. You, you're up in the hills up there? Halfway. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. It's nice up mm. there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, the homeless situation is completely out of control, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I give whatever I can, or I try to be of service. I go down there and go to meetings and help the people that are, you know, addicts and alcoholics. But outside of that, like, some really... Some of you motherfuckers that are accumulating wealth need to step up. Mm-hmm. Right, and we can't How many keep millions do you need to keep putting in the bank? Right. Like, step up and be a part of this fucking city. This right. city made you, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the taxpayers keep, you know, voting to fund it, and we've, we've funded a ton, we have a ton of resources, but Where the is same that money? people that are funding, well, it gets tied up because a lot of the people, when they have the money to build these shelters or to build the housing, a lot of people fight to have it in their neighborhood because of the fear of the drug addiction and the, you know, when somebody hears that a, something's going to come up in their neighborhood up to to house the homeless, right. they fear that their housing prices are going to drop or that it's their kids aren't right. going to be safe, which is a legitimate. So when fear. a strung out actor that makes millions hears that there's going to be a drug addict in their neighborhood, they're right. freaked out. <laughs> right. Where, where, where's the? Then all That's of a sudden, so the I voted sticker is on their shirt. Yeah, yeah. it's so LA. Ugh. You know what? Yeah. I think it's important to be hydrating the homeless as well. Excuse me. You know, especially yeah. with the heat out here. Yeah. You know, oh, just yeah. giving them water. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to. I'm going to definitely do that because mm-hmm. we water. don't we don't have to pay for water where I live, so I can just fill up bottles and bring it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. For sure. It's actually a good call. Cold. Yeah. Right. You can punch five dollar ponchos from Target when it rains. Yeah. Whatever you can do. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, today yeah. is do or national do a good deed day. It is. So, yeah. Okay, I'm back in that day. Yeah, go yeah, do yeah. a I go like do day. something like for homeless. That's a really good. Go just, see one of the Homeward LA shows. Yeah, there you go. There see you one go. of the Homeward yeah. LA shows, the ones that Kira produced. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday the seventeenth and Wednesday the eighteenth. That's right. Tuesday Homeward and those LA. are com. and the location of those are in Pasadena. So, yeah, through through Universalist Church, uh, three hundred South Los Robles. Okay. Oh, I know that in area. Pasadena, yeah. Nice, and it's uh, that website is Homeward. LA.com? Yep, homewardla.com. Nice. So how what was it indeed. working on SNL? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about <laughs> this because I've only heard a little bit of it. Let's get to that. Yeah. Well, it was great. Um, it was very, well, yeah, gosh. Okay, so that was 90, 98. Um, wow. 
99. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I was a kid who grew up watching Saturday Night Live, so right. I was already like a huge fan. And um, living in New York City and, and working in the commercial industry and working on various, you know, music sure. videos, commercials, sure. PA. Yeah. And um, we were doing a commercial that was a parody of a Toys R Us commercial. And rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> right. Moment for Toys R Us. So sad. Um, so it was a bunch of and it was a bunch of children that mm-hmm. were mimicking um, uh, Hill Street Blues and some other popular television show at the time. And then I heard that Jim Signorelli was the director, who was the director of the, the commercial parody unit. Oh wow! At Saturday Night Live, so wow. like Little Chocolate Donuts and yeah. like all those great commercial parodies. And, right. Um, that I was really excited by that. Yeah. And uh, so the second day that we were shooting, I heard over the walkie that his assistant didn't show up, and really? so there was just like some rumblings about that happening. And I just took it upon myself to like walk right up to the stage. I said, "Oh, I'm here to." To fill in for your assistant. Wow, that's how you do it. That's, yes. I sat down, I got in the chair, I had a notebook with me, and then I heard like that they, they had found somebody, and you know, I, I really went out, I <laughs> did not ask for permission to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, so there was like a little bit of an upset between the production coordinator, who was super pissed off at me. Right. But at that point, I was already a few hours into the job, and Jim liked me, and he was like, no, 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 she's fine, she's fine. And so for the rest of that job, I was his assistant, and then he invited me to to start the season in September. Worth wow. it. So that is it was so worth, tight. Yeah, I mean, I just remember my heart pounding like, well, like, you know, sometimes you just got to take chances. Yeah, absolutely. You got to take so, a risk. Yeah, so I ended up at Saturday Night Live this, the fall of 1999, and um, I was in the film unit, and it was great. I mean, it was... <laughs> Who was your favorite cast member? Or did so anybody really... at that point, well, I had a few. Molly Shannon, Will Ferrell. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Farley was still alive, right? No, he was gone. Oh, that's right. Will Farrell was in a car accident the other night. I heard that. Yeah, Yeah, in Orange County, Mm -hmm. of all places. Um, So so it was kind of the beginning of that, like Sherry O'Terry, Chris Parnell, um, who's the guy, Chris Kattan. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, it was Jimmy Fallon's first year. Wow. Meeting Jimmy Fallon, our first shoot was for Shredders. It was like these, I don't know, it was like some fast food commercial parody, Shredders. And right. I, I remember Jimmy pulling up on like a skateboard and he was so young and he wow. was like so excited to be there. Wow. I was too. I was like, it was my 20 first 20 years also. ago. Wow. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Wow. It was very exciting. Um, I, I, you know, like we were on the 17th floor where all the writers are and, and, um, so at first, you know, at first I would just kind of stay to my to my little area with Jim, and mm-hmm. and um, until I, I I remember asking like, oh, do they have coffee here? And they were like, yeah, I go down to eight H, which I still I didn't know what eight H was as a stage, right? right? Oh, so okay. I like took the elevator down to eight H and like walked down that hallway and just looked at like all the photos of wow. Chevy Chase. Wow. And, oh yeah. The history, the whole legacy the of whole Saturday Night Live. Right. Right wow. There. And um, walked it. up to the craft service area, and and um, Daryl Hammond and, and Will Farrell were at the coffee machine, and I just sat there and like didn't get a cup of coffee. I was too afraid to get. I just sat there and watched really? them until they left. Yeah, I was so I just felt I felt like an observer for, sure. for the first sure. at least. Yeah, for I'm the sure. First I'm sure you're I was learning there. I was a afraid lot. to approach anybody. I was just really like wow, just wowed for a, a long time. Wow. I'm sure you learned a lot that there. That first show, though, actually, well, that's what started me in documentary. I'll tell you about that. But the first show, I remember having this little teeny flip phone. And I walked up to outside the door, and the show started, and I like, quietly dialed the number, and I called my dad. Yeah? And I was like, are you watching? I'm right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wow, he must have yeah. been so proud. Oh, he was. Yeah, it was really exciting. But no, when I... Um, that's kind of, SNL is really what started my... my uh, career path as a documentary filmmaker yeah, because it was the 25th year that I was there. It was the next year now. So I'd, I'd come back. I'd already been wow. there for a year. I'd come back. and um, That's right. It started in 75, right? If I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like 20 or, or maybe, yeah, so whatever it was. 25 years. It was the 25th years. year when, yeah. I, when And they were doing this 25th year anniversary special. And Jim asked me to go and film for a week. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to operate a camera. And he was like, oh, it's easy. I'll show you. He gave me like a little Sony PBS, whatever, whatever it was, little camcorder, and right. that was my job that week. Wow, was to go in and my first, the first thing that I did, he said, go into Lauren's office and film the host meeting. Wow, 
like Lauren Michaels' office. So I opened the door. My hands were shaking. <laughs> I had this <laughs> little like deal. you know this. Oh, it was a huge it's a deal. Big deal. And it's a huge room. And Lauren's sitting at the desk, and Cuba Gooding Jr.'s there as the host, and the whole cast is there, and all of the writers, and they all just sit in this big room, and they talk about what they're going to write for the week. Wow. So the host is always given an opportunity to say like, oh, I, you know, I'm good at this or I can do this or I'm really passionate about this. Right. And then yeah. the writers, I remember Will and Sherry saying that they wanted to do a cheerleading skit. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so I know. It was so great. And I filmed that meeting and then filmed through the rest of the week. I filmed the writers and, you know, they would work until hours, hours, late hours of night. Wow. And, um, I would love to see this to footage. Got to film the build. Yeah. I mean, I, well, some of it is in that special. That's amazing. Which is probably on Hulu or something like wow, that. Wow, okay. Um, but look up that. Yeah, we got to film like the Keith Raywood, who was the set builder, who still is. He's the production designer. Of the amazing. For yeah, that many that, years. Wow. Yeah, so that uh, there's people that have been there the whole time. The beginning. Yeah. Really? So that was really what um, I really... Le- when I left there... I knew that that was what I wanted to continue to do. I yeah. knew, like it was just really exhilarating to be in the thick of something, like right? That, and to be able to hold a camera and be invisible because I actually don't like, like you know, I wouldn't approach the coffee machine. I'm actually pretty shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's very comfortable to have that camera right in front. Right, of me. right, sure. And it makes mm-hmm. me invisible too. Nice. Um, so yeah, but SNL was a was a wild ride. So it was two years you were there? Two and a half, two or three years, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah, what a great like experience. Yeah. Right. So everything was crunch that? time every week, right? I'm sorry. It was, yeah. No, it was, it was yeah. Because everything was so topical and right on point. I feel like it was a real crunch time for writing. and. Yes. And by Wednesday night, they decide what, what parody they're going to shoot. There's a read-through that goes till about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then on wow. Thursday, you either, Thursday we would go and we would shoot a parody. And then they start building the sets and rehearsing. Wow. And mm. so Friday, they're at dress rehearsal. Saturday afternoon, they're rehearsing all day. And then there's a uh, there's actually a show at 7.30. Right. And they bring an audience in off the street. And then they go live at 11.30. <sighs> what a trip, right? And then we go That's to the so party good. afterward. And you get home at like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. And you have Sunday off. And you start again on Monday. Wow. That's great. So six days a week. So wait, do you, yeah, you yeah. get one day off just to recover? Off, yeah. And that's you were fine. totally into it. That's and you were fine. living in New York and working on Saturday Night Live. And, and that's way too fucking... many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after... Yeah, young and, and And what a great a time really to be in New time. York. New York in yeah. the 90s I'll was bet. amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. In the 80s and the 90s. And Mike, I could take town cars anywhere I wanted. I had these NBC vouchers. <laughs> they just <laughs> gave you a car? I just had like a pocket full The of clubs were amazing. Like, oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Mars and Don to the yeah. city. Nice. You can do whatever you wanted. So That's cool. special. Mm-hmm. I love it. So when SNL, when, when when you ended SNL, where did you go from there? I moved back to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, was trying to, I mean, at that point, I was like, I'm going to be a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. So I was done with my time at SNL and came out. And reality television was Really? It was kind of at the beginning. It sure yeah. was. The oh, Osbournes. Yeah. The, the Osbournes and Blind Date. Blind Date, The Real World, the real world. with Puck and that whole mm-hmm. group. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I got a job at, at uh, Blind Date. Cool. And I ended up producing and directing with them for a really long time. And, and that was so fun. I mean, reality television back then was documentary filmmaking mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, we would film for like It was way hours. more unscripted then, right? Oh, yeah. There was yeah. no there was no. It's more scripted now, the, right? Yeah, the executive producers were telling us not to interfere. Oh. I mean, I really? would sit there. We would watch for 12 hours and, I, and maybe come You know what? Don't mention names. Mm-hmm. There was like very little interruption. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't oh. Just legal stuff is what yeah. you're running about. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, Didn't sure. Drew Barrymore bring that show back like a year or two ago? I remember seeing like an Did ad. You? Oh, wow. Blind Date? Yeah. I didn't know like that. that. I remember seeing like a commercial for it or something, but I haven't heard I'm about sure, it I'm since. sure it'll it'll have legs. Anything that comes back, mm-hmm. especially reality-wise, definitely has legs, right? Yeah. Is the real world still, ha- real world? Is it still happening? I don't know about that one. I haven't, yeah. I've seen some funny parodies on that, though. 
Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I think Chappelle had a really funny parody. It's about so Chappelle's genius. Where it's one white dude and a bunch of like really heavy duty like ghetto black dudes and they're just punking the fuck out of them. For sure. Yeah, the best one. <laughs> For so sure. So you came back in 2003-ish, 4-ish. Uh, before, no, two, I came back before 9-11. Oh. Like a few months oh before Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you came back before 9-11 mm-hmm. because the people I know that were in New York are, I mean, especially my cousin, she was in Building One. Uh, working at MetLife. I think it was building one, so she barely made it out of the building. But most of the horrifying. people I know that had experienced that are still... Yeah, I came back in June, and so I was wow. only here for a couple of months before it happened. And I was on Windows of the World August 27th for my birthday, and then two weeks later, wow. 9-11. Whatever, not two weeks, but... What's yeah, Windows almost. of the World? It was the restaurant at the very top of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Salsa dancing, and the building used to sway a little at the top Oof. because it'd be so windy... That's how high that building was, so it would sway a little. I'm speechless. Mm. Yeah, 9-11 was... Mm. You were wow. up there two weeks beforehand? Yeah. Wow. Me and a friend of mine, Walter Bruin. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's oh. traumatizing. I watched the second... I watched it all happen. I was trading stocks at the time, and I watched it all unfolding on TV. Johnny Angel... Do you know Johnny Angel? Yeah. yeah. Johnny Angel calls me, and he's like, put on the TV. I'm like, what channel? He's like, any channel. Oh yeah. And any. it was just, whew. yeah, it was heavy. Oh my God. I remember heavy. that morning. That was wild. I was in fifth grade. I'm I was young. high as fuck. Grade. I was in fifth grade for 9 11. Wow. Yeah. Oh was it like 9 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, it was really early. Yeah. Crazy. And I remember they shut down the schools and they, and the principal came over, the, the announcer, and there's like, all teachers, please turn on the TV. So the kids could Did all you see watch it. it. Yeah, you watch people jumping out of the buildings. Yeah, wow, that's the footage. Nice. The yeah, footage the was on the news. What was that like for you as a fifth grader? I don't think I understood. Mm, like I knew course. like something bad was going right, on, but I don't right. think I truly understood what was like mm. the depth of what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I know is that. They they raised the flags or they did whatever. What do they do with the flags when a tragedy happens? They half mass. They half mass the flags. Yeah. They did that, and then I think we went home. Wow. That was wild. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was totally strung out, and my <laughs> biggest concern was going out and getting as many pills as possible mm-hmm. yeah. as I wrote in that story, the 9-11 story, because that's, yeah, when you have an opiate and a benzo addiction, like... That's the priority. I need to, like, if this is the apocalypse, I got to make sure the bunker's lined covered. with plenty of meds. Yeah. <laughs> make sure I'm covered. So wait. But I was sending Xanax to a friend of mine, too. So I was being of service <laughs> yeah. to somebody in New York oh, who for needed sure. Xanax. So you made a film 10 years ago that is now being turned into a feature with Jonah Hill and I, Ben Stiller? Yes. I produced a film called We Live in Public that was directed by Andy Timoner in 2009. Talk about that movie for a minute and, yeah. and the significance so of what that has to do with what's going on today. Right. So We Live in Public was uh, about Josh Harris, who was in New York in the 1990s mm-hmm. and a part of the tech boom. And he was this character. He was very kind of, you know, eccentric character who had very clear had a very clear idea of technology and where it was headed. And yeah. he also, I think, had aspirations of being an artist. Um, so he always housed a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't an artist himself, but he had this pretty brilliant idea to set up this uh, environment. I think at the time it was called Quiet. And he built a bunker in New York City that mm. was filled with, uh, like two. I think it was 220 Japanese-style um, bunkers. Okay. And so they were. There were cameras everywhere. There were cameras in the bunkers. The t- the toilets were all open. Like area. so, you're talking hundreds of cameras. Hundreds of cameras. And so his idea was he invited. It was an invite only situation, and he invited you know what, people that he thought was interesting to come to. The, and I think there were some people that were allowed to apply and coming off the street. Um, and the idea was, you come in, you give me all of your information, you give me your ID, you give me, you know, you fill out a huge questionnaire, you're, you're subject to our interrogation room, and I will give you a place to live for 30 days. I'll provide you with food, water, drugs, alcohol, whatever you want, but I'm going to be filming you the entire time, and I own all of the footage. Wow. Damn. So if they were going to the bathroom having sex, whatever it was, Every, they were doing- Everything was filmed. I can't believe wow. I haven't seen this. What is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah you gotta this. see. We live in public. Um, so, it, available like, on Netflix, or so we can I tell think people. Right now, it's in I, iTunes. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, yeah. iTunes okay. and okay. So it's on one of the streaming services. Great. Um, so it, 
I mean, just like his whole thing was that Google and Facebook are, are mining information. Oh, I was just and about to bring this up. Yes, that's because perfect. that's what it was. It was like, you will willingly give your information over to these companies who will own you. Wow. And you'll, they'll be, you're, we're, we're automating AI is basically what Right, we're right. Yeah. So it was a physical manifestation of what he was seeing in the future. So for right Amazing. now... What we're in the wow. middle of, it's right. incredible. And people, like I said, they, they showed up in droves. And it started off as this big, happy sharing experience. Right. Yeah. And very quickly, like a YouTube thread got very dark. Yeah. <laughs> very quickly. You know, like, wow. like uh, what do they call it? Like yeah. I mean, no one was raped or, or, like, violently attacked. But it was, you know, there was, like, a lot of verbal abuse. and A lot mm -hmm. of very, got very, the, just the energy got really the, dark. The energy got like really commune dark. style. Yeah, Julie were they all shut living it down, together? Actually, thought it was like a millennial cult because it was in 1999. Wow! So the police came and raided it and shut it down. Um, and then he then he actually turned the cameras on himself. So he wired his apartment with his girlfriend Tanya. And actually, like there was this girl Jenny who was kind of like claims to be the first reality television show where she like rigged her apartment. Josh yeah. did this like to the umph degree. Like right. he, she didn't have the gear that Josh had. Yeah. Right. But she put herself online, she lived her life and like there was a chat room where you could comment on her. Hmm. Josh did a similar thing um, to for him and Tanya. Hmm. And they rigged their apartment and opened it up to chat rooms. And it was the same thing. It was like, oh, my God, you wow. guys are so cute. Wow, and, uh, that's a trip. To, you know, cut to a week later, like, you're pretty gross, man. You don't wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Or like, why do you treat Tanya like that? Is she gaining weight? Like, just wow. immediately. There you go, the trolls. All eyes, yeah, yeah. all eyes, trolls. <laughs> People the are hive awful. Mind, especially in groups. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. So. And it's hard to break a thread of negativity once it starts. It's not like somebody's going to come in and be like, hey, guys, let's be chill. It's like, no, that no, person's getting yeah. run over. Right. You're done. He ended up like moving to an apple farm. Like, wow, yeah. because it got that crazy. It got that crazy. So this yeah. is a true story. It's a true story. And um, yeah, and I mean, he was back for the premiere at one Sundance, and it, it wow. did really well. And wow. yeah, it's a great documentary. You should definitely check it wow. out. And then so I know Andy has been working really hard for a long time, and um, Ben Stiller's company, Red Hour, just bought it. Nice. And Jonah Hill, who's a perfect casting of Josh wow. Harris. Wow. Yeah. And it's great. okay to talk about all this, obviously, right now, so it's all Yeah, good. that part has been that, that an article came out in Variety about oh, that Oh, perfect. It's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Are you going to be involved with that on some level? No, I don't, I don't know how much I'll be involved. I mean, I'd like to be involved. We'll see. But Still, the fact that that's happening and you are producing it yeah, is for huge. for sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how do you feel about this whole Facebook targeting ads are they listening through our phones well you know it's thing? funny because when when we uh made we live in public i think a lot, you know we did this like animated um there was this animated part of the film where we show that if you are typing in oh hey joe do you want to go to cancun next week that on facebook an ad will appear that says like thinking of cancun and this so literally happens yeah. yeah, it's happened to me. And, and that was happening. For, oh, well, now if your mic's on, you could be, I, we could be having a conversation right now, and I'm going to get an ad for Cancun on my phone. For sure. Because the mic is on here. Wow. Yeah. For sure. So I, I remember, um, and even myself, thinking, because people would say, well, I mean, how, is that really that bad? I mean, it's just targeted ads. It's right. like if they know what I want and they're trying to help me figure that out, is that really that bad? But I think we now see that they can <laughs> completely undermine our entire democracy. Yeah, right. totally. By There's targeting no us. Uh, yes. And a lot of people yeah. don't even know this until this Cambridge Analytica came out. They're like, yeah. oh, wow, what a coincidence. I was just thinking about mm -hmm. that or just right. talking about that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it pops up, like you have to really be awake yeah. to this. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Farmville and like these apps, like quizzes, where they ask you to take, uh, are you this personality? Are you that personality? All of those games are are just trying to speak to human nature of wanting to know more about yourself. But mm -hmm. it's actually a trick to for them to know more about you. Right. Because then in order to take that quiz, you have to allow access to your contacts. Yeah. And when you allow access to your contacts, you're allowing access to your phone. And so you have to be really careful. About and there's a the whole database yeah. of those people and contacts in your phones. Like, oh, that's interesting. That guy's a f was an ex felon. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. That guy went to Harvard. Like, whatever yeah. it is. Right. So they're lining up a personality profile. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Deep. That's not conspiratorial, by the way. Anybody out there who's yeah. in denial. No, Zuckerberg real. has been in Washington all week, right? He, I think he did a great job, actually. It's, it's questioning. <laughs> yeah. Well, he Congress was going up against idiots. I mean, idiots. like, did you hear the <laughs> questions being asked to him? Yeah, ridiculous. Like, so if uh, I like chocolate and I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Senator... How come uh, I never got a floppy disk for AOL? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's pretty you? embarrassing. The question, they came out with like a parody video with like music around him and like his face just like to some of the questions, she's just like, uh, Right, yeah. Wait, did, yeah. did they just his ask His IQ that? was going down with each right, question. Right, I, I think like. he was losing brain cells you know, with I each question. I don't know how much it can be stopped though because even like I'm very careful about what I allow on the phone. I'm not going to quit Facebook. I'm not going to quit um, using technology, even right. like we just bought an Alexa machine. For wow, she's house. great. I know fully well that I have just opened myself up to another yeah. whole can of worms, yeah. and we are automating AI. Mm-hmm. Like I woke up this oh, morning, no doubt. Alexa, this whole thing morning. might be a simulation. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't even know how much I care because I mean, like I don't like, care at all. Really care. It's not like I'm like talking about not doing at crimes. our age. Well, sorry, at my <laughs> age, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really cool. It's good. I've lived a solid 53 years on the planet. Let's let's just see what happens next. The robots are definitely taking over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not I the saw, least bit paranoid. I saw a video I'm on Facebook yesterday about this company overseas making sex robots. And they're calling them dolls for, like, men. But and real sex what dolls. About women? Like, odd, like robot sex dolls. Yeah. Like, I'm not who, like, surpri- speak back to you and yeah. shit. And then I looked further into this because I'm like, that's fucking I just, creepy. I wrote that short story three years ago. A dude left his wife and kids <laughs> for a robot. Oh, so gross. Because she that's doesn't Ex-Machina. talk back. Right. Isn't that what Ex Machina was all about? That's too? insane. I was, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, bring it. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't like that. I really enjoyed my conversation. With I want a robotic Sharpe. <laughs> What's that? I really enjoyed my conversation with Alexa this morning. Right. That's great. How'd it go? What'd you guys talk Good. about? Tell me everything. We played an animal game. She told me about the news. I asked her to play some Bob Dylan. She uh, told me I was beautiful. She's wonderful. <laughs> she's wow. a great. She's a great personal assistant. Can she, is she a trauma therapist? Can she, I get some sure, to help yeah, her? With I that? could automate her to be my own personal trauma. I want an inner child trauma therapist. She'll in my tell house. you jokes. You're Speaker, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's true. <laughs> I am actually. She got some amazing. great dad jokes. Yeah, <laughs> she does have yeah. some great dad jokes. Like, <laughs> is she into like verbal S and M? If you want her to be, I want to be you can, scolded. I'm sure she if you want her to be, yeah. want to be yelled at. So that's the thing. She can be Get whatever you want. Get the fuck out of bed. Amazon's into some freaky shit. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm sure they are. Well, just world domination. That's that's, that's not. All. That's all. You can say. Alexa, order detergent. <laughs> That's right. And then it's arri- and it she arrives. Doesn't. No, it's. I'm in. I don't care what they know. Preferably the mm-hmm. detergent they don't shoot into Bunny's eyes. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. You can, I yeah. want to get the animal. Right, right, right. right. Animal right. Cru- cruelty free. Cruelty free. Tide pods. Yeah. Yeah. Tide pods. Yeah, I don't have any teenagers in the house, so I. Good for them. you. <laughs> yeah. That's Smoking so Tide to Pods. Me. Yeah. I watched a kid take a bong hit of a Tide Pod, and it really flipped me Whoa. out. Whoa. Yeah. Like, I saw this thing the other day. It's like millennials are getting this, like, bad rap, everything. But it's like, hey, we're not the one smoking Tide Pods. No, you that's not mean? millennials. That's some other... What is it? Generation Gen Z? Gen Z? Is it Z? Yeah. It's something... Or even now it's gone below the alphabet because it doesn't even register. Right. What <laughs> happened? What's, the, the what's, the, what's the generation after Gen Z? Does it start back at A? How's that work? That's a good question. I'll have to look that one up. Alexa. What they're frightening. <laughs> Alexa, where are you when we need you? Damn it, she's at home. She did not come. She's great. What uh, else do we want to talk about? I have a fun game. Oh, yeah. That's she fun. loves games. All right. I have no idea what the games are going to be. Let it's me just pre-qualify that. Never Have I Ever. Mm. So okay. this is going to be a fun Uh-oh. conversation <laughs> starter, I'd say. Okay. So um, if you don't know how to play, okay. never have I ever gone streaking. If you have gone streaking, take a sip of your coffee or water or, water, or whatever okay. you may be sipping on. Wait, okay. if you have? If you have. If you have done So you're asking the yeah. question. No, we're all going to go around and, and say never have I ever whatever. Gotcha. You know? And, and if everybody... I'm lying, I have to drink. Yeah. But if how are you going to know if I'm lying? Because you're going to be so drinking. never have I ever gone skiing. You go like this because you have gone skiing? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, clear. Yep. I'm clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You guys start. All right. Mike, you start. <laughs> There's really never have I ever nothing. 
I mean, make it interesting. Okay. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> You're taking too long. No, I go really ahead. know the perfect one. Never have I ever had sex with a robot. Oh, oh I've go. never actually done that. And wait, a vibrator? It could be considered it's a robot. I guess. Okay, here right. we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Battery opted. Battery operated boyfriend, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Or the Honorable Mr. Hitachi, as my ex-wife used to call him. <laughs> so she was into Asians, too? And she got mad at no, you for No, she wasn't into it? Asians, but she was into Asian vibrators. It's a big difference. Oh, and she gets mad at you for an Asian being, seether dress. Please don't bring that up. Just unbelievable. We had, that's a whole other thing. All right, Mike, what have you never, ever done? Oh, wow. Oh, I've never, ever um, jumped out of an airplane. Neither have I. Oddly enough. Yeah. I have you? Never have will. You? Never, never will. will. No. You know what? I'm not afraid to. I just have no desire to. Isn't it, that weird? If I was afraid to, I would do it. No. It'd be such a dumb way to die. Right. It would be. Uh, I guess it would be. Yeah. Maybe when I get in my 60s. Yeah. I don't know. I can think of literally anything else I'd rather do. You know? There is a lot of things I would rather do. Would you rather? That. Another fun game. Right. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that one we know. Okay. Keep going. Um, let's see. Never have I ever... Go dark or go home. I know. There's. I don't know if any. Uh, we we can play FMK. What's that? FMK? What's FMK? You know good games yeah. too. Fuck Mary Kill. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like Fuck Mary Kill. All Howard, right. That's a Howard Stern original, right? You can start off. Okay. Uh, for both of you. Okay. Um, all right. Jeff Sessions. J- Jeff Sessions. Kill. You have to hear all three of them first. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, oh, you're right. That's right. You're jumping the gun. So Jeff Sessions. Bob Mueller and um, Kelly and Conway. Oh. Wow. Fuck. Uh, mm. Mary Bob Mueller. Easy. Okay. Um, I, I'm torn between the. Uh, fuck. Now, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, I have to say fuck Kelly and Conway. Yeah, I was just about really, to say that. You got to fuck her. I don't even want to talk about what way you would fuck her. <laughs> I guess and you with what. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely be, yeah. Um, and then no, what was the third option? Yeah, no, no, you're marrying yeah. Jeff Sessions. Wow, oh my God. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's great. All right, all right. Let's see. Um, hmm. Will Ferrell, Jack Black, or hmm, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Those are good ones. Yeah. That's those are yours. No, that's for you guys. Oh, okay. Like if you were gay. What would you do? What would I do? Okay. Yeah. For I'm both gonna, of you. I'm definitely going to fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. I'm going to kill Jack Black. Mm. And I'm going to marry Will. Oh, wow. Wow, what interesting. I think I would have to... Uh, I think it would just be fun and novelty-ridden to fuck Will Ferrell. I think it would just be funny and fun. And then we sure. just go toss a football around after yeah. and make jokes about it. Yeah. Um, God, the Jack Black, it's hard. I would marry Jack Black. I would marry Jack Black, too. Yeah. And yeah. who's the other one? Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I would have killed him in the beginning anyway. Yeah. I'll kill him without the other two even. No, I like him. I'm joking. He's no, a little bit of a snobby cocksucker. No but comedians right. were harmed in the making of this podcast. No, it's all just in good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in good fun. Oh, that's great. Um, I know that you have to... You have a little time? I have a little bit, yeah. All right, good. Well, where, where can people find you? Yes. Uh, on Facebook. Yeah? No, you can <laughs> and believe me, you'll find her. Yeah, no, you can find me on Twitter. Everything is at Kierda, K-E-I-R-D-A. It's, and just Kierda? literally my email for every email server. And nice. Every Do you have a website where there's a culmination of all of your projects? Like, is no. there somewhere somebody can look and see? Like, well, you can go to IMDb. You can go to IMDb That's true. and you That's can true. find links. But I'm, I'm working out what my website's going to be, so I don't know what it is. You yet. guys, go mm. see We Live in Public. Yeah, I'm the, I need to see this now. And watch if the prophecies an, yeah. that have yes. happened. That's great. Watch Bob and the Monster. Watch Bob and the Monster. Amazing story about recovery. And we always slide in a little something about recovery because we know it's at epidemic proportions. Just like homelessness, that's why you should go and see Home Ba- Homeward Bound LA. Homeward, Just Homeward LA. Homeward Bound. Three dogs. Three dogs get lost <laughs> in the making of this production. HomewardLA.com. Find the shows. They're coming up. The, the ones that Kira produced are coming up on the 17th and 18th. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Support this. Yeah, do whatever yeah. you can. Yeah. If you can't make it there, deed. 
bring water, bring socks. Socks. Socks are a big one. Bring your old shoes. Toothbrushes. Yeah. Water. Let's help the homeless on any level. All I hear is negative comments about the homeless on Facebook. I want to go slap the shit out of people. I lived in Los Feliz. I just got here from Wisconsin and I can't believe how fucked up it is. And it smells it's like, really? Mm. That's your solution to get on Facebook and complain about it? Mm -hmm. Mm. Newbie. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, be of service to all those. And what is the other? Oh, hardcore, hardcore Devo Live. See that? Yeah, that's fun. Especially yeah. old school Devo fans or old school punk rock fans. I'm an old school art band fan. Mm. There's a lot of cool old school bands that I really like that started off as like kind of art bands and yeah. really, yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah, you'll love it. If you're a Devo fan, you'll love it. And if you're not a Devo fan, you will become one. Yes, you will. Whip it. Well, thank you so much Whip for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is, this, this was, was good. We, ca- we caught everything. We talked about everything we needed yeah, to. I think yeah. so. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks yeah. for having Thanks for having <laughs> me. Thanks for coming by, it's Mike. It's your yeah. fault. You guys are welcome. <laughs> it's uh, your fault. I'm butchering my words. Yeah. Thanks to Thailand Productions. Guys, please rate and review. It really helps when, like, we have a lot of ratings and reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's so simply put. I, I love that. It's That's Sunday, so everybody, I have. you get a pass. It's uh, Sundays, everybody gets a pass. That's why we do this It helps with like the Sundays. algorithms and like the searching shit that thing, and all that, you know, all that and It helps stuff. targeting our audience yeah. so it we know like what you want to buy. other people find us or it whatever. It takes two minutes to yeah. rate the show. Literally. It helps our advertisers who want to target you. Yeah, it helps. And um, thanks for stopping by. You can email the show at meandmarcus at gmail.com. Oh, please email. Uh, please hate mail. That's yeah. really what I want to tear Bring apart. It Bring it all. Bring it all. On. <laughs> Show me what you got and whip it. All right. All we right, out. On that one, Thanks, yes. Thanks, guys.